You're listening to the EE Podcast. My name is Dane Thomas. In the last episode, I talked about this process that I went through at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 that I, I regard as a sort of awakening process, but also kind of a deconditioning process. And I guess those are the same thing in a way. And I also talked about how my friend died and that had, an, had a big impact, had an impact on a lot of things, but it definitely had an impact on me looking at my beliefs and, you know, one, one of the things I saw, and it was, it was through pain and it was, it was through cynicism, but I saw that, like, fuck, so many beliefs that I hold, I hold them as comfort because I don't want to face death and I don't want to face the mystery of life. You know, I don't want to face the fact that I don't know shit. It's a very uncomfortable thing to be confronted with when I feel like I've mastered all these things and actually I realize... I've been believing a lot of these things just to keep myself safe, not because I think that they're true or not because I know that they're true, but because they're just, they're convenient. They take the pain away, right? And this is, I mean, if we we think about the construct of an afterlife, right? Why would a human write that belief? Why would we author that belief? Well, it's certainly a lot more comforting than the idea of like, you cease to exist, you're done. And I'm not, I'm not saying I know. I know. I know that I don't know at this point. But anyway, I really sort of brought a sword to a lot of assumptions and, and just decided to look at them and, and be questioning of like, I've been holding this belief for years and I don't think I fucking can stand by that. that well, now that I'm in a, you know, a harsh reality. And, and also it wasn't all doom and gloom. Like I was, I was experiencing numerous like bliss states amongst the grief and there's a lot of heaviness a lot of sadness obviously anger but there was moments of bliss because I felt like my heart was being forced to open to let go and and in those moments I could feel I'm in the present right now like I've been smacked hard and it is it has opened me up more and one of the stories that I sort of saw that I was holding, that was that I definitely was holding when I built the spiral, which was back in 2012, 2013. You know, I had a little bit of a messiah complex going on. I'm like, this is the tool. This thing is going to change the world. It's so amazing. And on some level, you know, I don't know that I said it like this, but on some level, it was like, I'm here to save the world, right? I am going to save the world. And... I know numerous spiritual teachers and healers and awesome people, like just amazing people and entrepreneurs too, that on some level are driven by this energy of I've got to save the world, you know, and meet any activist or 90% of activists, right? They're trying to save the world. And I really got to this place of like, what do I think? What do I think the world is for? What do I think is happening here? What, why does a soul, and if, you know, we can even question it, souls existing as well. That's not a, that's not a proven outcome, but I, I, I have a sense and a relationship to like, a soul has come into this body. I have landed on this planet for some reason. I do, I do feel that. I feel like I've experienced 
plenty of glimpses of that. And it's like, okay, so I've come to be on this planet for some reason. What do I think that is? And I see that reason as being, well, consciousness is trying to experience itself. You know, the big, the big one, the source, the, the um, life force, the intelligence behind all this, God, if you want, if that's your, if that's your kink, you know, um, God or spirit, a bit more of a general open word with less, less baggage around it, spirit comes into matter to experience it, to taste it. And if that's the case, if that's the assumption, well, you can't fuck it up, right? You, you cannot experience it wrong. Like simply by being here and being alive and being whatever level of awakeness you are, you are doing your job. This is on a cosmic level, right? We're, we're not talking personal level right here. We're talking on a cosmic level. Your purpose is simply to experience your life. That's it, right? And from that place, you know, I see the planet as a learning ground, as a practice ground, as a, as a realm that we can do expression, you know? Like if I'm a ghost floating in the or a spirit or an angel or whatever, I don't get to play in matter so much, right? I'm, I'm dematerialized. It's my, this is how I'm thinking about this. And I don't, I can't fucking build things out of clay or sculpt a business empire or paint paintings. So these, these are things that humans do on earth, right? So we're here to express and create an experience. That's my, that's my frame of what the fuck we're doing here. And that feels more true to me than the idea or the narrative of like, I'm here to save the world. Because from my current point of view and from, from especially after I went through this death journey, but even before that, but that kind of cracked it, that cracked it. The world does not need saving. It's fine. Humanity is humanity in a tricky spot right now. Potentially, you know, I potentially we're in a we're in a challenging adolescence right now, and we could fuck the whole thing up. Of course, you know, and yes, ecological issues, of course, economic issues. Yeah, you know, we've been having those on and off forever. Maybe that's fine, but the world itself, this realm. I think it's functioning perfectly as as a practice ground, as a, as a testing ground, as a place to be and to experience and live and express. It's working just fucking great. It, you know, the universe is functioning spot on. does not need you to save it. does not need me to save it. And, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with the Cartman drama triangle, which is very popular in a lot of personal development spaces, um, in, in a number of spaces that I've, I've, I've participated in, that, that drama triangle is used and referenced a lot, a lot. And it's very useful. But this idea of I'm here to save the world, that's a trauma response. That is literally being in rescuer. Yeah. And what an absolute fucking ego trip to think that this world needs you to save it. Like, what was I on? You know, that's, that's actually fucking insane. 
And putting aside the arrogance, the delusion of it, just from a pure entrepreneurial getting stuff done, um, living our purpose, com- committing level, that's very crippling. That is a very big, impossible, achievable standard to try to live up to that it's going to squish you from even properly getting started. If, you're, if your goal that you have to live up to is I'm going to save the world, um, you know, obviously it's a goal you're going to fail at. Like <laughs> if Jesus and Buddha couldn't do it, do you, are you really going to do it? Um, that, that is um, a benchmark that you're not going to be able to live up to, which is going to, it's going to prevent you from just doing and doing what you're called. And it's going to prevent you from being guided by your bliss or your calling or your, your, the current that wants to run through you. It's going to prevent you from being guided by that because it's going to interfere. So, and it's and here's a here's a bigger more toxic one. If you set yourself up in a rescuer dynamic, you know some sort of savior figure, whether that's because you're a healer or a teacher or an influencer or whatever you are, you're going to attract people who need saving, who believe they need saving at least. And from my experience, when I've created containers that have had people in them that are coming to me to be healed or they're looking at me like some kind of um, messiah, that is a bad situation because eventually you are going to be de-pedestaled. Eventually they're going to realize this fucker is not saving me. <laughs> I'm still wounded. This person has not, has not healed me, you know. Um, that gets bad. That, that is where we start to run into these kind of um, kind of cancel culture problems, you know, and, these, and this deep pedestaling process that is actually a natural process. It's actually a natural equilibrating process that has to take place whenever a false dynamic has been set up. So, if, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with the drama triangle, if you sit in rescuer, well, you're going to need someone to rescue. And what does that pull in? Well, that's going to pull in someone to be the perpetrator. And... The thing about the drama triangle is everyone switches seats at some point. So you're going to find yourself going from rescuer to perpetrator to victim, etc. So anyway, all this to say, I realized for myself that um, I'm not here to save the world. And once I realized that, it's so interesting. I've been able to commit to doing the things that I feel drawn to do, that I, the things that light me up, the things that feel meaningful, the things that I think are going to serve other people, the things that are going to serve me. And I've been able to do those things with less baggage and less friction. And actually, I feel that I'm making a much bigger, cleaner impact in the world in a positive way than I was when I was carrying this narrative that I've got to save people. 